Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. I'm your host, Estelle, from FierceFemaleCo.com, your female empowerment coach. If you're ready to dive in deep and learn all the tips, rituals, and insights to help you let go of the old version of yourself and unleash your inner fierce, then you are in the right place. This is your space for uncut and real conversations with real women about all things, dreams and desires, mindset, holistic wellness, balance, and spirituality. Hello angels, what's up? I'm excited to be here with another episode of Fierce Female Radio. It's your host, your empowerment coach and the founder of Fierce Female Co, where we are all about activating your inner queen energy and helping you leave behind a basic life and instead live a life of fulfillment and purpose. Welcome to the show, beauties. I am recording this quite early in the morning in the a.m., pre-coffee actually. So that is how much I love you guys. And for those of you who are new to the Fierce Female community, if you are interested in wanting to connect with us in other ways and in other avenues, you can jump onto Instagram at Fierce Female Co and check us out. Also, there's a link in the show notes to our free Fierce Elevation Meditation Bundle. So that actually comes with three really high vibe and healing fierce meditations that you can listen to any time of the day in the morning when you're going for your walk um, at the end of the day like a mid-afternoon meditation vibe whatever feels good and juicy to you you can access that for free also ladies if you are serious about healing yourself healing the world and creating a life of purpose and impact. The doors are closing soon for the Fierce and Fulfilled CEO program. And like this is for the woman who has got that niggling feeling. The woman that has that feeling that she's supposed to be doing more. That feeling of, is this all there is? And that feeling is there for a reason and it is not to be ignored, right? Because you are being called to play bigger. And You are being called to access different parts of you and express different parts of you. So join us in the Fierce and Fulfilled CEO program, which is a fully guided 16-week group coaching program. It is to heal yourself and heal and launch your heart-centered business. You know, we are doing the internal work, the shadow work, the healing work, the inner child's work, the, you know, connecting to your feminine energy. We are doing so many, connecting to your purpose, so many beautiful and expansive things internally and then we're also doing so many beautiful and expansive things externally in order for you to then create express and share your heart-centered business so this is expansive and healing but it's also has a framework for you to discover your soul's purpose and turn it into a beautiful heart-centered business whilst being on this incredible journey with other women who are also connecting with their purpose and sharing their message with the world and I'm really passionate about doing uh, doing this expansive work with other like-minded beauties, right? So if this is speaking to you, you can click the link in my show notes. There's a link there for the info page. And there's also a link there for you to apply for the program if this is speaking to you. And you can also shoot me a DM on at um, Fierce Female Co. with any specific questions that you have. But guys, seriously, like... Don't wait, like run. This is the time. Like, I don't know about you, but I feel like 2020 taught us so much. And one of the things is that your soul's purpose is so important to you. You are here for a greater reason. And there is no, like, there is no security in anything. So if you're feeling like starting a business, you know, makes you feel like that's not a stable decision for your life, for your future, for your income please think again because there is nothing like jobs aren't stable. Like there is nothing that is essentially stable and certain. We create that for ourselves. And the biggest thing that I've, one of like my biggest, I guess, um, values has been like investing in myself. And, you know, because at the end of the day, you have to keep up leveling your skills, your mindset, your learnings, your services, your products, like everything, whether you have a business or whether you're working in a career, like nothing stays the same. And so if you are being called to go bigger, to do your own thing, to create a life of purpose and freedom and impact and help other people, then this is really 
this is calling you and you're listening to this for a reason. So check it out, beauties, and we'll be so excited to have you on board. So let's get into the fierce female tip of the week. Guys, I've been... I've been indulging in my morning ritual in a different way recently. It has been definitely about the slow morning vibes. Um, I have been reading for about 15 minutes in the mornings whilst in bed, drinking my coffee. And it is absolute bliss because I often find if I read at night, like I'm not really, I'm kind of reading to fall asleep in a way. I'm not really digesting all of it, whether in the morning, my mind's sharper And, you know, I feel like the words that I'm reading and the energy is influencing me for the day. And I drink my coffee. I love, I'm loving some soy milk at the moment because I feel like it froths the best in the frother. So it's (laughs) all about that with some cinnamon and some collagen. And it's a vibe, guys. It's bliss. It's bliss. So check that out if you're wanting to, I guess, introduce a bit more of a slower vibe to your morning ritual. For me, that works really well because I'm, you know, I've got more masculine energy within me. I've got that fiery Sagittarius. I've got that Pitta vibe. So, you know, starting my morning slow really works for me. And so the fierce female shout out is the legendary Mike Dooley. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I hope you have. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He's a metaphysical teacher and he's also the creator of Notes from the Universe. And these are so cute, guys. If you haven't got them already, what they essentially are is a daily email. They are literally, it's so short. So it's like a couple of lines, not even, um, super short, uplifting, funny, manifesting type message. And also when you sign up for this, like, I think you also haven't done this in age for ages because I did it a while ago, but I think you also put in like, what are your core desires, your core manifestations that you're bringing in. So they alter the message to suit you and what you're calling in. So it's super cute. Anyway, check that out, guys. I know you're going to love it. I often pop like screenshot it on my stories because they're just such a vibe. I love them. Okay, so for today, this week's episode, we have Rachel Pope on the show. And I know you guys are just going to love this conversation. We, you know, we were focusing more on astrology when we started out, but we went in so many different directions that I just love it. Um, You know, we firstly touch on 2021 astrology update and really what's happening for us, how we can prepare for this, um, these shifts within ourselves internally and also in our external world. We talk about how to expand your understanding of astrology, if that's something that you're interested in, healing yourself through healing the earth. We dive into Rachel's approach to manifesting pleasure, sensuality, and the awakening of your womanhood, which I love, and also rituals and practices to really help you tap into your sensuality and so much more. So guys, I'm excited to share this with you. Let's get into it. And of course, if you're vibing the show, share the love on IG stories, tag us at Fierce Female Co or leave us a review. Um, We would love to hear from you guys. So have a beautiful day and enjoy this episode, babes. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Fierce Female Radio. Today we have the Queen Rachel Pope joining us on the show. She is an astrologer, pleasure, power, and prosperity coach here to awaken your inner bombshell and deliver you to your edge. Welcome to the show, girlfriend. So excited to have you. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So beautiful. This has been a long time coming. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited. No, but I'm so excited now because it's like, I feel like, you know, you've gone through such a reinvention and I'm so excited to dive into this more and just really share it with the beautiful audience. And Rachel and I actually, um, for the, for the listeners, we did a couple of courses together, a couple of business courses together, and it's just been so exciting to see you transform. So I'm, I'm, I'm super pumped for you, girl. Oh my gosh, for real. Like we truly have grown and expanded together so much even over we were the like past- little babies <laughs> yeah for real it's like it's so crazy to just like look back and to remember and I the entire way I have such fond memories of just connecting with you so this is so special beautiful okay let's dive into our rapid fire questions so what travel destination are you dreaming about right now paint us a little picture Oh my gosh, this is like so funny because 
I, so I'm going to be traveling to Austin, Texas next month, which I'm just, I'm so jazzed about. I've never wanted to go there before, um, but it's a place to travel to and I'm so excited about it. Um, however, where, where my dream is at, I want so badly to go to Egypt. Mm. <laughs> so badly. And I mean, like, the whole immersive experience, like getting to stay in a beautiful hotel or Airbnb and getting to tour the pyramids and just experience the magical, mystical energy that I know is there. And I definitely believe that I'm from there in a, in a past life at the very least. And so, yeah, I'm, that's my dream right now. I was looking in tickets and US dollars are only like 850 bucks. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my God. I think I must go. I think I have to go. <laughs> I think you have, I think you have to go. That is so beautiful. I feel like if you, I feel like there's this really interesting connection that people have to Egypt. I know my husband is really, really pumped to go there one day. And for me, I, I, it's always been something where I'm like, I feel like it ha- it's not something that I've like seeked out, but I feel like it's going to be one of those experiences when, when I go, it's going to blow my mind. Cause I feel like it has just got so much rich history and energy and ah incredible yes i i so feel that like i think it's really interesting in fact i was just having a conversation with one of my good friends about this in particular you know like so many people feel very drawn to egypt and so like do we all have like this massive just like past life together and it's and a lot of people truly do have a past life in Egypt, or is it that we're consciously connecting with the people um, that were with us there during that time? Mm. And so it seems like everybody in our awareness like has a connection to Egypt, you know? Like we were just talking about that, so. That's so cool. I love that. I love that so much. So Rachel, what does your morning ritual look like? Tell us a little bit. Oh yeah, absolutely. So my morning ritual right now is very, very practical, which um, as a Gemini is something that I don't experience a ton in my life. Many things just don't make sense and it works out fine. But with this, um, I've been waking up actually so much earlier than I normally do. I've been waking up around 4 a.m., but I feel good because I'm going to sleep a lot earlier. Um, And then I drink a full glass of water when I first wake up. I go and I do some Pilates or yoga and I'm actually in a group right now where they have like a live yoga class once a week and so that's cool to connect with people in that way it's very quarantine style but I I enjoy it Um, and then I let my dog out I'll have some coffee and then I'll intuitively move from there I I always um, chant Lakshmi's mantra and then from there it's like maybe journaling, maybe I feel called to pull a card. I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for me. (laughs) I love that. That's beautiful. And I love with that Gemini energy, it's like, you're starting the day with like those practical necessities, the things to keep you like grounded. And then you go up into that kind of like more upper energy and that feminine energy about a flow. And what am I feeling called to do kind of vibe? Yes, exactly. And I actually found that like doing a meditation where I just sit for me, it, it actually really doesn't work with my energy. I also have ADHD. Mm. And so I found that, you know, going for the walk in the morning or doing the doing Pilates, drinking my coffee, even like mindfully and really taking in each sip is allowing me to still get in that mind centering sort of practice while not torturing myself to sit still. And, you know, it's really powerful. So, yeah, totally. I love that. And so do you chant the Lakshmi mantra, Lakshmi mantra like 108 times or do you just do you just say it a few times? No, I do 108 with Amala. Yep. There you go. There you go. I love that. And do you listen to it? I like, I like to get specific with people's morning rituals. Do you listen yeah. to it with a song in the background? I see. I have before, um, but now I, I just kind of like put a smile on my face and then I go through just chanting uh, on my own, like yeah. totally solitude. Yeah. Love that. That's beautiful. Love it. And so what's one book that you would want every woman to read, Rachel? 
See, this is so interesting because I buy a ton of audiobooks at a time and then I just like allow them to play on Audible. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I don't even know like what book I'm actually actually listening to, but one that I really deeply love and it's not necessarily like personal development or anything in that realm, but it's called The Journey of Souls and I'm so sorry I forget the author right in this moment. Um, but if you if you look up Journey of Souls, it's it's a hypnotherapist who did an entire um, study on these people doing like past life regressions, and they talked wow. about how souls connect, how they decide to come to Earth, how they contract with each other, um, and like even how your consciousness enters your body and then leaves your body. It was it's one of my favorite books and I read it all in, in one night. And so, wow. Is it by, um, Michael Newton? That sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. Case studies of life between lives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Amazing. Yes. That looks beautiful. I love when you can get so into a book and it's just time standstill. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's one of those for me, for sure beautiful and so what fierce female are you crushing on right now and why myself oh my gosh <laughs> yes <laughs> this is literally the state that I'm in right now where it's just like I'm so proud of myself and I couldn't like this is the first time that I'm really allowing that to resonate in my body and to to really feel the gravity of like holy shit, I'm so proud of me. And like to, to look at myself and to go, I'm so proud of you. Like future me is so grateful of me right now. I can, I feel that love and shameless plug myself. <laughs> I love it. Ain't no shame about it. That is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's the best answer. I love that girl. So Good. nice. And so, okay, let's talk a little bit about what's happening astrologically in 2021. I would love for you to share with us. You have such like wisdom and connection and knowledge um, about everything, all things Cosmos. And we actually had a beautiful medium and channel show um, late December, the modern day medium. And she shared with us like her guidance from spirit, from her spirit guides and an energy read on 2021. And that was super fascinating. And I was like, okay, we need like an, an addition to this. Like we need another, not necessarily another perspective, but another avenue and, and see if we can like mirror some of these, some of these things up. Cause I find that super interesting. So maybe we'll start a little bit about like, what what is happening astrologically for 2021 and how is this impacting our emotions our manifestations our desires all the feels yeah absolutely so this year is you know it's unlike 2020 where a lot was unearthed and we were really shaken up but this year, there is still this very powerful dynamic between Jupiter and Saturn. And so 2020 held lots of concentrated, potent energy, whereas this year, the planets are a little bit more spread out. Um, they're also moving into air signs instead of Earth. And so there's, there's more information and ideas and more of those sorts of things being shared criticized, silenced, amplified, all of the things. Um, and so again, we have like this power dynamic going on between Jupiter and Saturn in Aquarius, where Jupiter is all about our expansion and our responsibility, um, or sorry, all about our expansion and our growth, where Saturn is more so about responsibility, discipline, limitation. And so when we think about what's going on currently, where there is still many places where there's a lot of limitation, where people are still on lockdown, where ideas um, and, and thoughts and philosophies are being censored. Um, and then on the flip side, we do see things starting to open up. We see vast change happening or like possibility of change. And that's the other thing is that we see possibility and um, opportunity in other areas of our life. And so we're, we're kind of like walking this line between 
um, our greatest expansion, but also our, our greatest responsibility. And so what this is really showing us this year is that the old way of being and doing literally doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't exist. Mm. And so what's comfortable and traditional that you're missing so much that everybody's saying that they just wish that they could go back to what the planets are showing us between, you know, Saturn showing us limitation and Jupiter showing us expansion, it's really showing us that tradition itself is limited. And so how can we start to expand from here and get really responsible to our expansion um, while we are still, uh, you know, kept in the 3D? And so with this as well, on a more like, controversial side, the people who still believe that the old way even exists or is even like on our timeline, they are very controllable because they exist in limitation. And so then those who lean into possibility to new ideas, to new ways of being, to maybe keeping a few traditions enough to feel comfortable and safe, but releasing the ones that never served us in the first place, these people are going to experience their sovereignty in a new way where we are literally creating a new earth and we are creating a new structure for humanity as a whole. So this is really like, the energy of this year is just how responsible to your expansion can you can you become even when you are tr feeling trapped or feeling um, pushed into a corner, you know, like how can you find ways to um, feel safe within yourself and to trust yourself to create a really phenomenal life no matter what. So mm, I love that so much. I feel also that like, it's like we've been stripped back and we've been stripped back from everything that we know and everything that society has told us is the way is the and and our programs in terms of what the past has looked like for us and it's this interesting space where it's like you can keep trying to reconnect to the past and going backwards or you can actually start to peel off the layers as part of your soul bit by bit and like I love what you said before it doesn't have to be like ripping everything off it's not like you know start small dip your toe in and allow that to continue to unfold for you mm -hmm. exactly. yeah that's beautiful and I also love what you said about creating essentially connecting more with the earth I feel like a huge thing that I've noticed in what I noticed in 2020 and I feel like it's still flowing through in 2021 so I'd love to get your take on this is people's connection to earth because it's like we have now and I'm generalizing here but it's what I've seen as a, as a generalization that people you know because like we were in lockdown of the only you know different parts of the world the only thing you could do was like go for an hour walk and things like that it's like all of a sudden we're appreciating you know when our feet are on the ground we're appreciating the sunlight the skies the moon like the earth as opposed to just um taking it for granted and so this new I feel like there's this new sense of of love and connection with it um, where we haven't been in that place before. And as a result, you know, lots of people are making, especially what I'm finding in Australia, people are making lots of lifestyle changes and, you know, that connection with nature, the earth is, is actually quite prominent as part of the decision-making. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like we, <laughs> there's so much debate around are we in the age of Aquarius are we not have we been for you know a long long time um is that thousands of years in the future I mean like there's a lot of debate around it because there is no way to like pinpoint in the sky like where that mm. actually is there's definitely like we can read the energy of earth right now and give a prediction based upon what we see in front of us um, but there's really no like, you know, definitive line. So again, age of, age of Aquarius, or like I said, we're, we're moving into this time where Aquarius really has the spotlight. And so what you said is, is backed by astrology. Absolutely. Where, you know, Aquarius really cares about the earth and it cares about its people. And so it connects the two. And, um, you know, I know that, that you'll connect with this because, we cannot walk others where we have not walked ourselves. Mm. And so with this, there's a similar energy where like taking better care of the earth and humanity, we have to be disciplined about it. And we have to stop treating self-care like it's crisis control 
or like it's, um, you know, something that you, or crisis cleanup, I guess I should say. And at this point, that's kind of where we're at with Earth. That's exactly why we see very like future, futuristic ways of thinking about how we're going to relocate to Mars, for example, because we've ruined our Earth. Well, at this point, we're learning, take care of the Earth before there's a problem, but we cannot do that until we start taking better care of ourselves and mm. treating healthcare for ourselves like it's not crisis control or crisis cleanup. It has to be a consistent and disciplined practice. And only once we take that on in humanity fully and, and spend that time with ourselves, only then can we extend that to the earth in the way that the earth really number one deserves, but also the way that the, the earth desires. And so um, I think it's also very special that, you know, earth signs are also the most indulgent. They love self-care. They love, like they love adorning themselves. They love um, having things in the 3D to connect them to earth. And earth in the same way wants to be indulged in. Like she wants for you to reach out to her and to love on her and she will reward you and, and all of us when we, when we really connect to that. So I love that you bring that up. Mm, that's beautiful. And in that same kind of, kind of vein, what are we being called to release? Because there's always that element of we need to unlearn and we need to let go in order for us to expand and actually embody that expansion in terms of what you're talking about, the energy of 2021. So what are we being called as a collective to release? Yeah, so um, it kind of brings me back to what I was saying in the beginning where the old way of being, it, it literally does not exist anymore. Mm. And so if you can release that and, and see that like in the release, you have now control over the way that you um, perceive it all. It's like, now you're able to actually create change in your life. Now you're able to, um, you know, if you want to start the biz, now you can start the biz because you've accepted where, where we are at as humanity. Like once you have accepted where we're at, you can literally go anywhere. You can literally create anything because now it just becomes a, a game of adapting to it and having fun with it and learning how to um, coerce and collaborate with this new world that we're creating because the old way, it wasn't serving us. And so with that, it's like on your own internal personal scale, what traditions are you still holding on to in your life where they're just, they were never serving you in the first place, or maybe they don't even align with your morals or beliefs, like really um, take a good look at these things, the things that Saturn is really asking you to, to look at here. Mm, I love that. And I feel like it's like, that's why it's so important to do that internal work because I feel like even if you're being called to make external changes in your life, whether it's starting a business, changing a job, you know, um, moving somewhere, letting go of a relationship, whatever it is, right? I feel like it's like at the same time, if not before, we have to do that internal work and realizing what in terms of realizing what is it that we're willing to release from our past, what is no longer serving us, who are we no longer willing to be in order for us to actually expand into that new pathway, you know, that new job, that new relationship, that new lifestyle. Otherwise, you're just going to keep carrying your shit with you everywhere you go, everywhere you go. And it doesn't matter what changes you make in the external. It's not going to be an expansion if you haven't expanded internally, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Oh, so tell us a little bit, Rachel, about your spiritual journey. And, you know, you're such like you're such a mystic babe and I just love, I love your energy and I get the sense um, and I'd love for you to, I guess, talk to this a little bit that it took, it might've taken you some time in your life in order to fully embrace that part of you and in, fully embrace and be a, awakened to your superpowers. Um, I'd love for you just to share with us a little bit about your kind of spiritual journey or how that unfolded for you. Yeah, for sure. So I, um, you know, I grew up in a, I mean, not necessarily like well-off family. It was very like middle-class, but I was always taken care of, always provided for, you know, all the things really 
the only like challenging thing at home was my relationship with with my parents like I was always taken care of and I remember this key moment um staring at myself in the mirror and in, in like the middle school bathroom and I thought to myself why do all of my friends have such challenging lives and mine is it really hasn't been besides again like my relationship with my parents was always very challenging to me um and I remember you know I had this one friend who had been homeless and who had uh like her her parents weren't really around and so she was kind of like raising herself and her brothers and I saw her as so strong and so resilient and I and in my mind in that time I was like I I feel like I want to be like her and I remember that thought in in particular because it was the exact thought that changed my entire life a few years after that I I myself was homeless um, I went to college a few different times, ended up dropping out, and both my parents were professor, are professors, and so um, that in itself was like a soul, <laughs> soul mm. challenge, um, but I had been so concerned with my soul purpose for a very, very long time, since I was about seven years old. That's another key moment in my life that I do remember, like, I was coloring, I don't know if you know, like Lisa Frank, but like the coloring books and like they had like these velvet posters that you could color. And I was just like um, on our dinner table, you know, coloring this, this poster. And I got this thought of, oh my God, what am I going to be when I grow up? I don't even know. My parents have it all together. Like everybody else has it all together. What about me? And so from that day until I, until about 16, every single day after school and all day on the weekend, like I would obsessively research, like how you find your purpose? Who are you supposed to be? What am I, like, what am I supposed to do? Um, how, is, how am I supposed to dress if I want to be um, like Kim Kardashian's assistant? Like, how am I supposed to go about this? I just, I need to have a purpose. And I felt that so deeply within me. Like, I don't, I don't know what my purpose is. So do I even have one? And so as I dropped out of college for the second or third time, um, I remember hitting what was my rock bottom and it's all reflected in my stars, but I developed this addiction to psychedelics, to things that would take me out of my body. Um, I was still homeless. And so, you know, some, there were some nights where I literally slept in the forest. Um, there were some nights where I was couch surfing. There, there was quite a while there where I lived with an ex-boyfriend, you know, just being kind of reckless, but also really not guided in any, any kind of way. And I was completely closed off to really hearing any guidance from, from guides or from spirit. And um, although those were all things that I believed in, even from a young age, because my family is really quite uh, psychic and, um, you know, they're all kind of like mediums. <laughs> and so including your I, professor, including your parents, um, my mom has gifts, but not to the same um, ability as like my grandmother and oh, okay. yep, yep. our family. Um, they, they really, really were connected. And, um, so I always heard stories of how they would connect to the other side or, um, predict things before they would even happen or like know when somebody was going to die because they were visited by angels who said like, this person is protected now, please relay the message. And, you know, like I, and I also had a couple of like imaginary friends that were very real. Um, in fact, like my great uncle Ben, um, I used to be able to see him and and I, I know him, like he died a month before I was born, but I used to literally go into his room and I'd be like, Ben, and just like so excited to see Ghost Man, I guess. And, um, you know, just all sorts of things. Mm. But um, yeah, I, I had dropped out again and, yeah, I just, I didn't, I was totally seeking my purpose, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it was like, it was just soul crushing because I had spent so much of my life looking for what that purpose is. And then I felt like, oh, I don't even have a home. Like, you know, how am I supposed to create anything for myself? So I ended up going to a Barnes and Noble to like the 
self-development um, section and right next to that section is spirituality and right next to the spirituality section is like sex and relationships for whatever reason I mean like it does make sense because it's soul merging and I realized like whoa I'm pretty sex positive but I've never never really explored this side of me and so I decided to pick up a book and I wish that I could tell you what the name of the book was. I cannot remember for the life of me. I went through a phase where um, I was like giving books to everybody. <laughs> like everybody that I knew was getting my library. <laughs> so uh, I have no idea what the book was, but it started talking about, um, you know, self-pleasure practice and sensual self-love. And it totally opened up my world. I started to see myself as, as worthy, as a powerful being. I started to see how women, you know, we're, we're freaking phenomenal. We have the ability to quite literally take something that is in the spirit realm and bring it into the physical in the form of a baby. Like that's, it's just, it's amazing to me. And I really woke up to how beautiful and exciting that it is to be alive, to be a woman, to be in this body. And, um, you know, I have the tool of astrology. I've known how to read like just naturally since I was young, but the sensuality piece and connecting to my body was something that I had not explored. And, and somehow it felt more like ascending than anything um, outside of myself ever had or any like meditation or anything to that degree. It was like being in my body was it for me. And uh, so, yeah, that's where it was kind of like my gateway drug, I guess, mm. <laughs> all of spirituality and just developing what that means, what uh, manifestation is. And then what was cool is that I already had my sensual awakening. So that immediately became like sex magic. And so, yeah, just super fun. <laughs> that is so beautiful. I love that so much. It's like, you just like woke up to the power of a woman through your sensuality. Yes, exactly. And through my sensuality and through recognizing this piece of myself, I realized like, oh, holy shit, I can create anything that I want and I can have anything that I want. And whoa, actually I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of it. I deserve it. I'm enough for it. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like thing after thing after thing started to just line up in my life and ultimately ended up in me starting my business and making significantly more than even my professor parents, you know, like, it's, it's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> take that mom and dad yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much and I love like what I think is so beautiful it's like it's like we're all receiving like similar messages but it's just through different channels and that was supposed to be like your channel yes and I just I find that I find that so beautiful and so I would love if you can just share a little bit about I guess what like for someone that is interested in that, for someone that is interested in, I guess, awakening to their sensuality and really just tapping into their sensuality, what kind of like tools, like rituals or, or even practices um, do you, I guess, recommend? And like, what changes did you see within yourself as a result of doing those practices? Yeah, so I'm... Um... I'm thinking because there's a couple of things that I would like to say. Like one of the very first ones is this, get used to the idea that your manifestation, the thing that you think that you're manifesting is not actually the manifestation. Be, get used to, to thinking and knowing that even the feeling that you are chasing or that you are looking for, flowing to, if that's, if that's your vibe, that that is not even actually what you are manifesting either. It's that the soul does something really beautiful and it's called making love to the universe, or that's what I call it. And that is where the soul recognizes that when it gives you a desire to manifest, when it gives you the dream career, like the vision of the dream career, when it gives you the man or the woman or, you know, any, any of the various genders, when it gives you the, um, 
oh, I don't know, the, the first class upgrade, for example, as a desire. It's doing this because it understands that by giving that to you, you will then become the type of person that would have that thing. And so get used to and know that it is never about the manifestation itself. Because if it was, then the manifestation would last a whole lot longer than the two seconds that like the manifestation does. It's about the journey. Your soul desires different things based upon who you get to become on the way there. And so the power is in the journey. The power is in seeing that every single little step that you are taking, even the two steps back that you take every so often in getting to the thing that, you, that you're manifesting is making, making you and forming you into exactly who you came to, to be, but also it is showing you the way. It is, it is the journey. It, the soul is always making love with the universe because the universe is not responding to the way that you feel. The universe is responding to who you're being. And so with the soul in this very intricate, orchestrated dance with the universe, it's always got you. It's always taking care of that piece of, I'm going to give you the carrot so that you go after it. But it wasn't about that in the first place. It was about the journey because we always look back. It's like, all right, so we say that we want to hit a certain income amount um, in order to purchase a designer bag and then also to be able to you know, pay all your bills, right? And so you think that it's about the designer bag, but then when you actually have the bag and when you look at the bag, what you're thinking about is the journey, right? It's mm. about all the things that you overcame, all the things that you did and like really seeing like, whoa, I did that. That is one of the most powerful practices that you can create for yourself is to continuously return to this is about the journey and your magnetism by the way that thing that everybody talks about like oh you'll be magnetic like magnetism 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 it's everywhere all that your magnetism is is your level of acceptance and commitment to your journey and if you can accept it if you can love it and you can commit to it like you would a lover, you know, tend, tend to it each day, care for it, ask it how, you know, how's your day been? Um, and, and transmuting energy where, where you need to, you, you will have the thing every single time because you're actually committed to what the manifestation is. So that's my, that's my first practice. Like I, I just have to say that. And it's part of my purpose to share that with you. Um, it's, it's literally written in my stars. Um, but if I could give you a sensual practice to just warm you up, because here's the thing is that self-pleasure itself is very intuitive. We know what feels good. And when we learn how to open our hearts to ourselves and how to become intimate with ourselves in our thoughts, in our feelings, the rest comes so naturally. But one thing that many people are not the most connected to is our senses, the, the you know, awakening the body. And so I have a practice that I call sensual anchoring, which is where you choose a feeling or maybe you choose a manifestation that you want for the day. So like say that you want to manifest the uh, free coffee, right? So if that's what I want, then I'm going to get sensual with it. What would look like? Like what is something that I could look at that would give me the emotion of having that free coffee. Like what is something that I can touch that feels like receiving free coffee? Like you probably get a little bit excited, like, holy shit, the manifestation works, you know, there, whatever the emotion is that there, that's there. Um, what is something that smells like it? Maybe you, you intentionally bring coffee and like the smell of coffee beans into your day. Um, and so on, you go through all five senses, but then you can use an emotion. So like, I, I want to feel beautiful today. So what is something that you can touch that is beautiful? What is something that you can smell that smells beautiful to you? Taste, something you can, um, um, that you can listen to and that you can look at. I was like, what are the other senses? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that is one of the very first things that I started out doing. Um, and then I guess 
one last one would just be to take your your hands put them out in front of you like you're holding up like all 10 fingers and with open palms cross your left hand over to the right ear and hold your face cross your um, right hand over to the left side of your face hold your face and just sit with like your thumbs on your cheeks you know hands or fingers behind grasping your neck and just hold your face and allow yourself to be held by you that's like getting intimate with yourself starts with compassionate loving touch and so yeah that's that's my practices <laughs> oh so beautiful I love all of them and I also feel like the central anchoring is a really beautiful way to connect with your innate superpowers and to connect with that energy and that becoming that you were describing in the in when you were talking about originally about um the journey. And I think that is so beautiful because it's about that. And as soon as you said like that acceptance, it's like that full acceptance of who you are, where you're at, just knowing that that desire does not actually mean anything. It's just placed in your energy field in order for you to become that woman who has that thing or the woman that needs to experience that journey in order to attract that thing. Or, yes. or, or whatever it is that you're seeking or flowing towards. Yes, exactly. Because in accepting myself and loving myself, I really got to see that, okay, so if I really want to move forward and I want to get the apartment and I want to get my car and I want to have all the things that I did at the time that I, well, that I didn't have, that I really wanted to, I also saw that okay, I really get to commit to my journey and to have patience and compassion for myself because like, who's going to have me if I don't have me? Mm. So I get, I get to have me, <laughs> you know? hundred percent. And that compassion, I think like that word is underrated because it's like, if you can have compassion for yourself or where you are at exactly in this moment in your journey, then you're not going to be seeking it from outside people, forces, circumstances, if you can share that, share that love and that light that's within you right now, you're not going to be looking for it outside of you. Exactly. Mm, So good. So good. So let's like bring it back to astrology. And so like, how can, I'd love to know like how we can use people who are interested in, in astrology and let's say wanting to really understand themselves more and access their superpower. If you're a beginner, what do you recommend doing to start to, I guess, like enhance your understanding of astrology and and the cosmos? Yeah. So this is something that a lot of people, like, I think it's more so they just don't acknowledge. It's not that they don't know it, Um, but astrology was created by observing people in in relation to where the planets are and where the stars are at and like where, you know, all these different placements. And so it was all by observing. And so what this tells us is that you don't need a book. You don't need um, a search engine. All that you need is to open your eyes and observe the people around you. And so think about the Gemini in your life, like think about the Taurus in your life, think about, um, and even if you don't have anybody like who you, number one, know the zodiac sign of, or like maybe there's a sign that you don't know as a whole, well, that's also very interesting to look at because there's probably a reason within your chart that you don't call those people into your life. Not that they don't belong in your life, but just that maybe your energy doesn't really mesh or the other side of that is maybe that um, that energy holds a lot of lessons for you, and so you're you're waiting for that to for that perfect person to come into your life to really mirror mm. you. However, I want to bring it back to the simplicity of this because um, you know, make a list: Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer. Go through all of the different zodiac signs. And then make a list of the different people that you know or have known or maybe even celebrities that you know with that sun sign. And by the way, the sun sign is like zodiac sign. So somebody asks you what your sign is, you tell them your sun sign because that's where the sun was at um, at the moment of your birth. That's the um, zodiac that the sun was transiting at the time. 
Um, so then think about, again, like any characteristics, even like physical appearance, different phrases that they throw out there, different challenges that they've had, um, you know, just like the way that they express themselves, any notes that you can bring to the table, write them down and you will see just how much that you already know about astrology. And I think that that's one of the most powerful ways to connect to it because you see like, oh, this is a wisdom that I hold within me because this is really the language of the universe, the language of the stars. And we are not separate from these stars. Like, did you know that supernovas, when they explode and they, they push you know, debris off into the universe, one of the things that, that they produce, and this is like where it originates from, is iron. And so all of the iron in our blood, it comes from supernovas, literally. <laughs> Some stars are crazy, up. right? It, it's so wild. And so acknowledging that connection, that deeply ingrained, I mean, like it's quite literally in our DNA, these stars and these planetary bodies. And so, you know, really being able to see that again, it's powerful. And the Myers-Briggs test, like a personality test is actually based off of astrology and the study that was done of, of the people. And so again, like you already are so wise, you already know, and I want to empower you with that. But then from there, if you wanna take it a step further, go to a free natal chart search engine. Um, I would use astro.com and you can create an account. They never email you, like it's free, all things. <laughs> and you can put in your birth details and it's really intuitive to use. Pull up your birth chart and just take a look at what the map, the, the blueprint of your soul really looks like. Um, maybe even, you know, watch like a 10 minute video on YouTube where it shows you how to locate different placements and then start searching them online. Um, you know, you, it can be as simple as like Venus in Taurus or like Gemini sun. And then later on, when you want to incorporate the next layer of it, which is um, the houses, then you can add that in where now it looks like um, Gemini sun in the 12th. This, these are all my placements. <laughs> so um, you guys are, you have a bunch of placements. You can know a lot about me now, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's very, very easy to find information. Um, in fact, with the, with age of Aquarius or with the focus on Aquarius, Aquarius rules astrology. And so astrology is becoming a legitimate source of information um, for us. And we're starting to acknowledge that. So mm. if you're feeling the call to astrology, like it is for a reason and know that the planets, like they, they want to connect with you. They want to have you in conversation. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're very intimately connected to them. And if you're going to go to those depths of intimacy with yourself, then you also get to with, with above it's as above, so below. I love that. And I feel like if anyone, exactly what you said, if anyone is feeling called to go deeper and expand your awareness of astrology, whether you know something about it and you want to go deeper or you know nothing about it and it's just sparking an interest, do it. That, that feeling is there for a reason. I know for me, that was coming up for me last year. And I was just at this like full moments of awakening. And I really just felt like, wow, I wish I was, I wish I knew more about this when I was younger, like, I wish I knew more about this in my mid twenties. Um, and when, you know, my late twenties, and I just feel like it's such an important tool to bring us back to who we are. And it's just also a beautiful way to accept ourselves um, instead of just being like, Oh, why am I like this? And why am I like that? And then, you know, is there something wrong with me? And it's like, no, this is just a part. This is part of your soul contract. Like this is just a part of, of who you are. And it's just a beautiful way to, um, connect and accept yourself and you know I think there's yeah there's there's some negative perceptions around like astrology and I think it's like you have to do your own research and you have to connect with what feels right for you and and make those decisions from that place as opposed to what people say and just like reading like a, a daily horoscope in like the Herald Sun or something like that that's not yeah. astrology and yes, exactly. I want to say like, if you're going to read a horoscope, then read for your rising sign. Um, if you, 
are very, very new to this, and this is going to sound like gibberish. If you are somewhat familiar with astrology, then here's the reason why is because your rising sign sets up all the houses. And so if you're going to read the horoscope, the rising sign is going to give you the areas of life that are being affected by planetary movements. Um, whereas your sun sign is not going to provide that for you unless it's like, unless it is your rising sign. Um, so there is that. And I also love what you said about it being a, a, a tool for, you know, acceptance and really accepting ourselves in our journey because yeah, astrology really is a tool for self-love, empowerment, self-compassion, self-worth, and more than anything else, it allows you to discover that piece of the universe that exists within you so that now you're not trusting the, you're not just trusting the universe. Like instead, now we're trusting ourselves and self-trust is where our power lies. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it, I, <laughs> I feel so deeply for astrology and like, um, you know, everybody that I've connected with, with this modality, with this language has come out on the other side, feeling so self-assured and so, um, just like divinely guided, you know? Mm, so good. So beautiful. And if we want to, if anyone here is interested in going deeper, I, highly recommend a natal chat reading with Rachel <laughs> this I did this last year and it was so expansive I also bought it as a gift for someone that I love dearly who needed it so it's a beautiful thing to do for yourself or for someone else so Rachel pimp yourself out a little bit tell us where um we can how we can connect with you if we want a natal chat reading yeah absolutely so everything right now is through Instagram at and Rachel Pope and if you head to the link in my bio, um, I do have like all of my links and any courses that I have out at the time, like I'm always putting out new things, um, but I also have the ability to purchase uh, a natal chart there. However, for your audience, my love, I'm, I'm giving everybody 50% off of readings and I have a special link. Oh my goodness. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So good. We'll drop that for you guys in the show notes. Um, so exciting. I didn't know that was a little surprise. Thank you, my Gemini queen. Um, <laughs> so good. It's actually so funny. Side note, my mom is a Gemini and she always says that like she's, and I'm a Sagittarius and we're very close. And she always says, oh, honey, I just love Sagittarius. I just need Sagittarius in my life. And it's so funny how like you're a Gemini as well. And I noticed that I really do connect with Gemini's, which is technically, correct me if I'm wrong, like in terms of placements, like what, like the opposite of Sagittarius? Are they like the opposite of each other? Yes. And for that reason, yeah. we're magnetic. Like you can almost think about it like, like magnets that will, like they'll continuously kind of like push each other away, but at the same time, like they're, they're constantly like pulling together. Um, yeah. And so because we have um, opposite energy, we flow so well, we get each other, um, you know, where Sagittarius maybe is not the most highly expressed, Gemini is, where Sagittarius is more highly expressed and Gemini isn't, it's like we, again, we just totally balance out each other. The yin and the yang. Yes, exactly. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And so we're going to head to our final segment of the show, um, Behind the Scenes. It's where we just get that little bit more deeper and more real, even though we do throughout the whole show. But I feel, I feel like it's so important to um, share with our listeners that everyone experiences moments of self-doubt. And I'm really passionate about being vulnerable about that because um, sometimes on social media, it's really easy to think the opposite and to think that everyone has their shit together and they're totally confident and they never have doubts, which is absolutely not true. So I would love if you can just share with us a recent situation where you experienced self-doubt and how you moved through that. Yeah. So this is something that I haven't heard a whole lot of people talk about, which um, so I'm excited to share this perspective, but, um, in my business, this, this whole entire past year, all of 2020, I grew very, very fast and I triggered a lot of people and a lot of people that I deeply care about and love. Mm -hmm. And I experienced a lot of people walking out of my life because they weren't willing to, you know, face the mirror that was there, face the trigger. Um, and so I developed this belief somewhere along the way um, that if I'm going to be successful, then I'm going to have to do it alone. 
and I'm going to have to go to the top completely alone. And so in that, I was like, I have so many Libra placements. I'm so focused on my relationships and everything being all good and harmonious and, and beautiful. And uh, I experienced this moment of, oh my gosh, I don't think that I can even live a life like that. Like, how could I, how could I live a life alone? You know? Mm -hmm. And so the self-doubt came up like, oh, I don't think that I'm even cut out for this. And I started um, totally subconsciously starting to step away from that success and, and owning it and owning what I had created and even being like proud of myself or, or any of that. I had, I had kind of like stepped away from it. And I then was, um, you know, gifted this really beautiful sisterhood um, with somebody who, who happens to live like really, really close to me. We met online and I got to experience, you know, somebody who had also created a lot of success and who had a lot of people walk out of her life. But she, as soon as she shifted that belief for herself around oh, I don't have to do this alone. And I'm committed to not doing this alone. Like everybody gets to come with me and the people who love me will always be here. And, um, you know, just having somebody to share that experience with, it's just like, I completely believe that now I can, I can go to the top and everybody knows, you know, everybody in my space that I care about and love, they know that they're coming with me and that, mm. that um, nobody gets left behind, but also the people that are in my life right now, when they do experience those triggers, they will even tell me and they'll say, I'm moving through this right now. And I love you so much. And I, and I just want you to know that, um, you know, I'm totally here for you. I'm just, I'm just moving through my own stuff. Mm. And, and that's still, a powerful friendship. That's a powerful relationship, right? That's, yes. I so respect it. And, and I'm grateful for it because that is another thing that, that confirms for me outside of myself, um, which has, I've done a lot of work there, but um, where it's just like, you know, I truly don't have to be alone. Like the people who, who care, they are, they are showing up to the work in their own lives. Mm. And, um, and you know, the thing is that I'm honored to be able to mirror something back to the people that I love. And when they take that on and they heal and they, and they start feeling good, you know, like that's such a gift. So, yeah. Totally. That's so beautiful. I love that. And how important it is to like flip that perception, right. In terms of yeah. you, you not being a burden and you're not making people feel uncomfortable by your success, but you're shining a light on something that they need to do some healing on, or that maybe something that they aren't truly embracing within themselves. And that's beautiful. Yes. My, mm. my mentor recently said to me, um, you know, make a list of all the things that you can control. And I'll bet you that one of those things is not other people. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. And so what is like an area, I love asking this question. I find it so interesting. What is an area that you're trying to improve in? Um, <laughs> honestly, organization for me right now, I'm, I'm very, very Gemini. And I mentioned before, I, I have ADHD and also a little bit of OCD. And so like, yes, you can have these things and you can still have a thriving business. Um, that's another thing that I don't think is talked about enough because I don't entrepreneurs that have. ADHD, OCD, um, and, and they're kicking it and like they're making things happen, but it can be very, very challenging. Um, and so I found quite a few adaptogens that have been really helping me. Um, and one of those things being Muconopurians, if anybody is uh, curious, mm -hmm. and it's helping me to get super organized. And I'm actually starting to like type things out instead of having like 10 different notebooks with, with like, <laughs> notes, just like continued in, in other places of the house, you know, like I'm, I'm really proud of myself there as well. So yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love that. So good. And our final question, no, what is your recent fierce female moment? So like a moment where you felt fully proud to be yourself. Every day just <laughs> lately. Yes. Um, I think that one of the most recent, like where it felt really um, amplified and, and just so big and good was right after I just taught this master class to a hundred people. It would have been like 500 people, <laughs> but a hundred people, um, if zoom hadn't capped me out, but, um, freaking zoom. 
Yeah, freaking Zoom. <laughs> After that, I just, I sat in that energy with my friend who, um, the same sister that I was talking about who's had success and, you know, all that. Um, and we just sat with, wow, like everybody was sharing how this changed their life. And, you know, people were, were thanking us. And it wasn't this moment of like, oh, wow, look at holy me. It was more so of, I really had like this flashback of my entire journey and the fact that I can guide women when for the longest time I felt very um, unsafe with other women, um, mm. had been burned by, by women in the past and um, really just wasn't healing myself, you know, and just getting to, getting to this space where it fully resonates in, in my entire being just wow, I can, I can really do this. I'm really, I'm really doing this. Like, it's not even that I can, it's like, I, I'm doing it. And that feels so good. So yeah. Mm, so beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful mystical energy with us on the show. And we loved having you on and thank you so much to everyone for listening and we'll catch you beautiful souls next week. If you're vibing the show, please leave us a review. We would love to be of value to more fierce females and you can totally help us grow. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Fierce Female Co. And don't forget to share this episode podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us and share your top takeaway. I would love to know what you got out of the show. And this is really a great way for you to think about what value this brought to you and how you might use this in your own life. I love you. Thank you for listening. Wishing you all the love, light, and fierceness. And we'll see you soon.